Come on, you got to seize the goddamn gap. People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh, goddamn it! I don't care if you're old, seize the gap! Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football, where we help you win your fantasy football leagues by seizing the gap so you can stop being so inefficient. I am Jamie G, Esquire the Fifth, Master of the Cool Cats. I'm here with Magna Mills, and we're going to break down all of your Week 11 waiver wire options. This is important shit for you. You need it. And it is getting down to crunch time here. Thank you for checking out Seize the Gap. Find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. And if you could, please take a second, like, comment, follow, subscribe. One of those things helps us out, help people find the show. We appreciate it, please, and thank you. I know that it feels like every single fantasy football league that I play in is different. Different rules, different scoring, different rosters. Let me ask you, how are we going to help people out given that there's so many different types of leagues and setups? I mean, the easiest way would just be to give you Jamie G's phone number and you can text him all of your lineup decisions. But he's a busy man. If you're watching, you can see he's got the suit on. You know, he's in full uh, business time mode. So we'll start off by talking about waiver wire options for your kind of standard PPR leagues. These are leagues that have 12 teams. You start one quarterback, usually nine or 10 players in the starting lineup, five or six man bench, kind of your standard fare on ESPN, Yahoo, whatnot. And we're going to give you players who are available in at least 50% of ESPN fantasy football leagues. Then more towards the end of the episode here, we'll give you some options if you're in a deeper league or a super flex league, and those guys can help you out. You know, if you're if all the guys we're about to talk about, you're like, hey, those guys are already gone in my league. Stay tuned. We got something for you at the end. Let's start with quarterbacks. Do you know anybody out there with possible long-term value in a standard league where you only start one quarterback? Is there anybody out there? The only guy who stands out here is someone who you might be able to start on a weekly basis is Deshaun Watson. He's owned in 28% of ESPN leagues, and he's been a high-end quarterback one before for fantasy owners. He's not eligible to play until week 13, but if you want to add him, you probably need to do so sooner than later. Like, probably do it now. (laughs) Yeah, and if you need a starter at quarterback this week, I've got a couple quarterback streaming options who might be available on your waiver wire, all right? So first up, it feels like a perfect storm for New York Giants quarterback Danny Tripp, Danny Faw, Danny Go Boom Boom, Daniel Jones this week. He's at home facing the Detroit Lions. That's pretty much the best matchup you can hope for. Daniel Jones hasn't been putting up eye-popping numbers. No, 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 no. But... He hasn't been falling flat on his face either while scrambling for 80 yards. I'm penciling him in for a 15-plus point fantasy performance in this one. Next up, we've got, hey, Jimmy Gabagool. That's right, Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. He's headed down to the donut shop in Arizona to face the Cards. While the Cardinals' defense isn't quite as good of a matchup as the Lions is, it's actually pretty close believe it or not jimmy g jimmy gabagool he's been more of a high floor option since the 49ers acquired christian mccaffrey but i like to at least fall into the 12 to 15 fantasy point range and that's exactly where i think he's going to be this week jimmy g jimmy gabagool jimmy garoppolo before i give you my last streamer okay i want to just beg for mercy 
no, not the G-Unit album of the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm talking about begging for mercy from the fantasy gods. I don't want to deliberately spite thee, okay? That's not what I'm doing. But my final stream, it's Denver Broncos quarterback, Russell Wilson. Yeah, the same Russell Wilson who just lost Jerry Judy, scored less than 10 fantasy points for the fifth time this season. You might be sitting there, Jamie G, you had me on one and two. I was going to get a, a gabagool sandwich, but now you're bringing this up? Hear me out, okay? Why would I do this? Because he's playing uh, the Raiders. That's that's the Raiders, okay? Uh, the Colts took Matt Ryan out of mothballs in the chest, and he put up more than 20 fantasy points against them. Russ is going to be in the kitchen once again, and I think he's going to be cooking, but don't get used to it. It's just the Raiders. Yeah, maybe don't plan on him being, you know, your, your live-in chef or something. Just just get some takeout. And uh, let's move on to everybody's favorite position, and that's running back. Just check your waiver wire. Jeff Wilson is still out there in about 25% of leagues, so double check. Make sure your league isn't one of those. The San Francisco 49ers activated Elijah Mitchell from IR, and he jumped right back into a surprisingly big role at 18 carries and a receptions. Uh, the coaches are indicating that this will be at least something close to a timeshare going forward. So it's not quite, you know, McCaffrey season just yet. That gives Mitchell weekly flex value, and he's also one of the most valuable handcuffs in fantasy football. Leonard Fournette suffered an injury in the game in Germany in Week 10, but he's not expected to miss any games because the Bucks are on a bye in Week 11. Should be good to go for Week 12. However, it was Rashad White who got the start for the Bucks in Week 10. White looked good, and he should see his role continue to grow going forward. Like Rashad White a lot, pick him up. Jarek McKinnon now has consecutive games with double-digit fantasy points and. Clyde Edwards-Heller only played four snaps, so it looks like it's down to a two-way timeshare. So in addition to Jeremy McKinnon, you probably should pick up Isaiah Pacheco. Again, the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the best offenses in the league. In the three-way, running back by committee just went down to a two-way, so anytime you go from a three-way to a two-way, you're getting more opportunity. Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers also has consecutive games with double-digit fantasy points. And to be honest with you, he flat-out looks better than his teammate, Najee Harris. So pick up Jalen Warren. You're stashing him for now. I think there's a good chance that this goes into a 50-50 timeshare. And to be honest with you, if the Steelers do well enough, they're going to play the guys who are getting it done for them. And Warren just looks better right now. So, sorry, Najee Harris owners. And you have both Ravens running backs, Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards, who knows what's going to happen. They have a good schedule. There's a ton of uncertainty. Will J.K. Dobbins come back or at what point? Who knows? But if they're out there in your league, you need running back help. Decent guys to pick up. And then finally, Alexander Madison. Again, the primary handcuff to Delvin Cook. And he is a league winner if Cook should be unavailable for some reason. You know, I've talked a lot of smack about the Green Bay Packers wide receivers last week. And Christian Watson asked me, how's it? taste son and after his three touchdown performance i'm tasting it i mean i'm guessing that he's among our wide receiver ads this week i don't know was that a samuel jackson 
How's it taste, motherfucker? <laughs> or was that Shaq asking Kobe? Okay, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Anyway, on to the okay, wide receivers. Before we go any further wide receiver, just double check. Make sure that George Pickens isn't available in your league. He's only owned in 62% of leagues, so a bit over the threshold here, but I'm going to keep doing this every week until he's owned in at least 90% of leagues. From there, let's go on to Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. He finally caught the ball, and of course, good things followed. There is a reason that people were so very high on him before the season and during the whole draft process. And there's not much competition with him for targets at this point in Green Bay. He's not going to score three touchdowns every week, but he realistically could be the best target Aaron Rodgers has. So if he's available, go ahead, pick him up, blow a bunch of fab on him, you know, 50 plus percent probably. Next up, we have Kadarius Tony of the Chiefs. He's only been there two games, already found the end zone, looking dynamic, big playmaker, excited to see what he can do there. We have injuries to Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Hardman. That puts their status for Week 11 up in the air. Even if they're both back, I think Tony is going to see his role steadily grow as the season progresses into the fantasy playoffs. Next up, we have Paris Campbell of the Indianapolis Colts, and he has now scored at least 18 PPR points in the last three games that Matt Ryan has started at quarterback. Campbell looks like a solid high floor wide receiver three option, at least for now. With the, you know, change of Jeff Saturday at coach, it really looks like Matt Ryan's going to stay in there. And instead of utilizing the tight end or, you know, for better or worse, Jonathan Taylor, it's going to be Paris Campbell getting those short area quick targets so he could be a kind of PPR darling there. And last but not least, I want to point out Donovan Peoples-Jones of the Cleveland Browns. He has now scored between 9.0 and 14.9 PPR points in each of his last six games without finding the end zone once. That means there's still some upside baked in here, but also a pretty decent floor. We could be seeing the switch of quarterback coming soon, but I would have to look at that as basically a positive thing, despite what Jacoby Brissett has done so far. I do like DPJ, so keep him on your radar. He's one of those rare kind of size-speed combo guys, and I think the Cleveland Browns offense could take off if it all kind of works with you know Deshaun Watson taking over the helm in a couple of weeks there. Are there any tight ends you like as potential long-term ads this week, or does the position continue to be a wasteland of toxic chemicals that no one wants to get in and live with, at least for the most part? Well, according to every comic book I've ever seen, that's how you get superpowers, but we're not suggesting you do that. And as far as tight end goes this week, there are a couple of interesting possible additions. First up here at tight end, we have Greg Dulcich of the Denver Broncos. He let us down in week 10, but I really think he's going to bounce back nicely in week 11 versus the Raiders, especially if Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler are both out. He could wind up being a weekly starter down the stretch for you if things work out, you know, to their maximum potential. He hits the ceiling here, especially given the current state of the tight end position. And then finally, give me Trey McBride, another rookie tight end. And he's pretty interesting here. Plays for the Arizona Cardinals. Second round pick. Has gotten a little bit of burn, but has basically done nothing with it. But now we have Zach Ertz out for the season. So McBride might get his shot. 
Things are kind of a hot mess in Arizona overall, but I'd at least pick McBride up, tuck him on my bench if I had room, just in case he managed to kind of hit on that high ceiling maximum potential that he has there sooner than later. If you just need a tight end for this week, I've got three potential streaming options for you. Everyone listen up, okay? This is this we're not going to quiz you at the end, but I suggest you pay attention. Let's start off with the conk. Tyler Conklin of the New Jersey Jets. The Patriots are a good defense, yes, but they're they're a top five matchup for opposing tight ends. Conklin burned them for two TDs in their pre- previous meeting. That's really impressive. Belichick will focus on the running game and Garrett Wilson, which should lead to some additional work here for Conklin. I like him in this spot. He did it a couple of weeks ago. I think he can do it again. Number two, with Darren Waller out for the next few weeks, you can finally stream the island of Foster Moreau again, okay? The matchup against the Broncos is basically neutral. That's good enough for me at the tight end position. The Raiders are also without Hunter Renfro, so there's targets to go around here. I'm betting that he finds the end zone for the second week in a row. And honestly, on a, on a tight end streamer, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. And finally, the Los Angeles Chargers tight end, Gerald Everett was forced from Sunday's game with a groin injury, and he did not return. Donald Parnum is already on injured reserve. This is leaving Trey McKitty as the last man standing at tight end for the Chargers. There's also no guarantee that Keenan Allen and or Mike Williams return next week. The Chiefs are one of the best possible matchups for opposing tight ends, so the stars are all aligning for McKitty to get purring this week. Meowsers, those are some good options. Uh, Since you're on a roll... Meow, give us some a uh, couple of DST streaming options for week 11. Well, listen up, Meow. As you know, I am the master of the cool cats, and all must meow down before me now. I've got three defense special teams options that you can use in week 11 that might be out there on your waiver wires. First off, despite their win, I am still going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Cincinnati Dangle, Bengals defense and special teams traveling into Pittsburgh. Kenny Smallhands Pickett did not turn the ball over against the Saints this week, but it wasn't for a lack of trying. As Saints defenders dropped multiple uh, interceptions that they should have had, the Saints still sacked Pickett six times and were a middle-of-the-pack fantasy defense despite losing the actual game. I like the Bengals here. Next, ah, man, I'm going to roll with the Jersey Jets defense special team on the road in New England. The Patriots have been winning games on the back of their defense and running game. McCorkle Jones is still turning the ball over, taking sacks. The Jets have been, you know, picked up in quite a few leagues, but they got cut last week because they were on bye. So this game could easily be a low-scoring affair. I like the pressure from the front four. I think they get after it a little bit. They get some sacks, maybe a couple picks. They've had picks in the last couple of games. Good play this week. And finally, I might cheat just a smidge here, Magna Mills. The Baltimore Ravens are owned in just over 60% of ESPN leagues. That's over our threshold, but still way too low. They might be the top defense special teams option on the board this week as they're at home, coming off a bye, taking on the Carolina Panthers. Let me say that again. They're at home, coming off a bye, taking on the Carolina Panthers. Oh, and the Panthers are going back to starting Baker, the turnover machine Mayfield. 
The Ravens also have the best remaining schedule for fantasy uh, defenses and special teams. If they were caught somewhere last week on bye week, I would prioritize getting them this week. Yeah, I like those options. And I will say in defense of the Carolina Panthers, PJ Walker is hurt. They're not willingly going back to Baker Mayfield, but doesn't really matter whether it's willing, unwilling. Baker's starting. That's a problem. Love the Ravens this week. They were one of the few defenses I was willing to make some moves to hold through the bye. And let's go on now to some ads for deeper leagues, for super flex leagues. And please note, these guys will not be available in every single league, but they should be on most waiver wires, even in some pretty deep leagues. Let's start out with some guys you could add in a two quarterback super flex league or in a deep league where every starting quarterback is generally owned. Matt Ryan is back at quarterback for the Colts. He was cut in some of these super flex and deeper leagues, so if he was, go ahead, pick him up. Baker Mayfield is back in as he's starting quarterback, at least for this week, for the Carolina Panthers. Add him if he was dropped, and I guess while you're at it, go ahead, pick up Sam Darnold just in case. You know, who knows? He'll probably get a start sooner than later. And the Saints haven't made the switch yet, but it does seem like they could go back to Jameis Winston at any time, so make sure he's not available on your waiver wire. And personally, I think we're going to see Desmond Ritter start some games at quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons sooner than later, so double check, make sure he's not out there, and if he is, add him to your bench. Now let's move on to the running back position, and I guess you could say if any of the Rams running backs are out there, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Kieran Williams, go ahead, pick them up, don't spend a lot, tuck them on your bench. The Rams offense is going to be even more of a mess without Cooper Cup, but somebody has to touch the ball, right? Uh, If Chuba Hubbard was cut, pick him up. I still think he's going to see some more work for the Panthers at some point here, even if Dante Foreman is the, you know, quote-unquote bell cow right now. James Cook is still the RB2 for the Buffalo Bills. Seen him cut in a bunch of leagues, so make sure he's owned. The Bills offense isn't really providing a lot of stability at running back, but if something happened to Devin Singletary, Cook would most definitely be a guy you want to own. Basically, repeat what I just said about James Cook for Kenneth Gainwell, should something happen to Miles Singletary. Dontrell Hilliard has quietly been seeing his snaps tick up a little bit for the Tennessee Titans. Again, if something should happen to Derrick Henry, Hilliard's a guy who could be, you know, a lot like Dante Foreman was last year for the Titans. Samaj Pirine, more or less same thing, and we've seen Joe Mixon struggle with injuries before, so if Pirine's available, pick him up. Isaiah Spiller of the Chargers seems to be the guy right now behind Austin Eckler, at least until Joshua Kelly comes back off of IR. So pick him up as a handcuff there. Sony Michelle looks pretty done. Jamichael Hasty is the handcuff for Travis Etienne down in Jacksonville. Ditto Matt Breda up there in New Jersey for the Giants behind Saquon Barkley. And now go ahead and uh, get Keontae Ingram on your roster as he is now the handcuff back to James Conner with Eno Benjamin having been released and Daryl Williams on IR. Moving over to the wide receiver position, I'll start with both wide receivers from the Giants I'm interested in. That's Darius Slayton, Juan Dolly Robinson, probably in that order. Slayton looks to be the wide receiver one for now, and the return of Kenny Galladay did nothing to change that. On the Panthers' side, you could be interested in both Terrace Marshall and LaVisca Chenault. Again, I prefer Marshall here, but we see the Panthers start to use Chenault out of the backfield a little bit. He's a guy that could be used in a bunch of different ways. So again, in a deeper league, nice guy to tuck on the bench. He's a Bob prospect anytime you need a random wide receiver for deep flex, something like that. Zay Jones was cut in a bunch of leagues. Not super sexy, but he's pretty clearly the wide receiver too down there in Jacksonville, and Christian Kirk cannot do it all. 
with Cooper Cup hurt, I guess you could be interested in Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson. Robinson's ownership's all over the board, you know, depending on the league. I've seen him dropped in deep leagues. I've seen him held in shallow leagues. Van Jefferson really hasn't done much since returning from injury, but it's pretty much now or never, and there's nobody else. So, you know, if he's out there, throw him on your bench. Marquez Veldes-Scantling is back in play for the Chiefs, given that they have injuries to Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hardman, and we saw MVS get his first touchdown as a Chief last week. Elijah Moore is moving to the slot for the Jets. Hopefully this jump starts him. He's basically been useless from a fantasy standpoint since about week two. Jahan Dotson only caught one pass in his return to the Commanders on Sunday night, but he's got a lot of talent, and we can see the change back to Wentz if it happens. Help him out. He seemed to have the connection with Wentz. Again, like the talent, so tuck him on the end of your bench. Jarvis Landry is still coming back from injury. I think at some point we're going to see him kind of revert to that role where he gets a little bit of the high volume check down, short to intermediate target stuff. I'm not sure if a change to Jameis Winston would help him or not. He did seem to have a connection with Jameis in the first game or two of the season, so there is that. Nico Collins is still out there in a ton of leagues. He might be the wide receiver one for the Texans. And if nothing else, I think by the end of the season, he will be as they want to evaluate him and they kind of know what they have with Brandon Cooks, who I doubt will be on the Texans next year. And finally, Tyquan Thornton of the New England Patriots. Again, he's got the most juice of anybody in that wide receiver corpse. So if he's out there, add him. If you ever need kind of a Bob play or whatever, you know, he's that guy who could kind of make it happen with one long touchdown play. Let's finish out with a couple of guys you could target at tight end in a deeper league. Start with Isaiah Likely. It sounds like Mark Andrews is going to be back this week, but it wouldn't surprise me if he misses another game. Either way, Likely is kind of a, you know, what the heck kind of guy if you don't have any other options at tight end. And again, probably maybe the only tight end handcuff worth carrying because if something happens to Andrews, he's at least a back end tight end one. Juwan Johnson for the Saints caught a touchdown last week. Again, there could be a switch of quarterback here, but it doesn't look like Adam Troutman's ever going to happen. So you could add Juwan Johnson without Michael Thomas. There's still some targets up for grabs in the Saints offense. I keep trying to make Tommy Trumbull of the Carolina Panthers happen. He's definitely jumped Ian Thomas to be the tight end one, at least in the receiving game over there, for whatever that's worth. And James Mitchell, rookie tight end for the Lions. Still kind of splitting the job there with Brock Wright, I believe. But I like Mitchell to kind of see his role grow as the season progresses. So add him just in case. You know, the subtraction of TJ Hawkinson definitely leaves a bit of a target vacuum there, as we saw last week where Amon Ross St. Brown basically sucked up all of the useful targets for the Detroit Lions passing offense. If we're going to add some players... We need to make room on our roster. So that leads to the question. Who are we dropping like they're hot this week? Man, it's that time of year where we have to recalibrate our expectations. You might still have high hopes for a player, but that doesn't matter right now. You need to stop being so inefficient, and that means cutting the dead weight. What they could theoretically do three weeks from now isn't helping you right now. You need to win. You need to get into the playoffs. So I'll give you some players who you can cut who are owned in at least 40% of ESPN leagues. Again, don't cut players if you don't need to, but if you need to cut someone to pick someone up, here's some guys you can cut. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Khalil Herbert, double check on his hip injury, but could be multi-week thing. J.K. Dobbins, who knows if he'll return, Daryl Henderson, Eno Benjamin, Cam Akers, Chase Edmonds, Deion Jackson, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Hunter Renfro, Michael Thomas, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Dawson Knox, Mike Yusecki, 
in Taysom Hill. Thank you for checking out Seize the Gap. We're here every week to help you take home that trophy and that cold, hard cash money. Cash money. To do that, you absolutely have to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Thanks again for listening and or watching. Please remember, you got to do that like and subscribe thing. Otherwise, we just can't be friends. And Magna Mills will not give you my personal cell phone number if you do not. We really appreciate it. It helps other people find the show. And how'd I do, Mills? Did I seize the damn gap? Or am I still being so inefficient? You did pretty good, although I just realized, I'm like, man, why do they call it cold hard cash? And I'm like, oh, yeah, probably from back in the day when, like, there were no paper money and it was all coins made of metal that were probably hard and cold. So light bulb just went over me on that one. That's not really on you. What is on you is you forgot to tell them where to find us and ask them to like and subscribe like another two or 12 times. So thanks again. Please like and subscribe. Find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. And you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Again, please like, subscribe, you know, all that stuff helps us out. Appreciate it. Yada, yada, yada. I'm Magna Mills. He's Jamie G. And quite frankly, I don't care if you're old. You need to seize the gap. Check back this weekend for our week 11 update. We'll see you then. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody. Nobody. <laughs>